Are y'all ready? Yeah. I'm going to say, okay, that's, I'm going to say, y'all didn't sound ready that first time. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, God. Father, we thank you, Father, as we just commit this day to you. Lord, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are a provider. And Father, apart from you, we can do nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you believe God is your provider? Y'all are some heathens. When I'm done today, everybody's going to raise their hand to that question. How many of you believe God is your provider? There we go. That's much better, much better, much better, much better. I want to start off in the book of Genesis this morning. and it's, uh, The Old Testament pattern shows us how God dealt with his children, how he dealt with, with Israel, this Old Testament pattern, right? And the scripture says that it was written for our learning. Amen? It was written for our learning. So, so in other words, they were natural Israel, and we're spiritual Israel. Okay, does that make sense? They're natural Israel, and we're spiritual Israel, okay? And how God dealt with natural Israel is a pattern of the way how God deals with us in our spiritual life. Amen? Okay. So first thing, I want to tell you there are four ways I could find of how God provides for us, okay? Four ways. And the first way that he'll provide for you, number one, is God provides for you by the hand of man. Look at this. God will use men and women to provide for you. You see that? God provides for you by the hand of man. He's going to use men and women. Look at Genesis chapter 45, verse 7. And this is Joseph talking to his brothers. These are the people that had hurt him. Okay, and Joseph is talking to his brothers here, and, and now they're in a famine. They're starving to death. Joseph is now the prime minister of Egypt, and he has the keys to all the corn on the earth. Amen? If you haven't read it, read the story. But Joe is now, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, Joseph is a little Joe. He's now the, the prime minister of Egypt, and he has the keys to all the corn and the earth. Everybody else was out of corn, and Joseph had it stored up in silos. Amen? So he says this in verse 7. Look at this. And he's saying this to the ones who did him so wrong. And he says, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Listen, verse 8. So now it was not you who sent me, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. What he was saying is God has blessed me so I can provide for you my family. Amen? That's what he was saying. So I want to tell you that he, the first way that God's provided is through the hand of man. So don't be fussy how he chooses to do it. Don't be fussy with who he chooses to do it. Amen? Because he will provide for you through the hand of man. So don't be fussy. Don't be fussy about how he uses, who he uses to provide for your needs and, and who he gives you the opportunity to do business with. Don't be fussy about it, right? Listen, don't tell God who you think he can and cannot use to provide for you because I promise you right now, God's going to use some strange people to provide for you. Amen? Listen, there was an elder lady, an elderly lady who was, who was, who was known for her faith. And she would stand out on, on her front porch and she, she was so bold. She would stand out on her front porch and she would stand there and she would be like, praise the Lord. Next door to her lived an atheist. 
He would get so angry at her proclamations that he would stand out back and he would shout, there ain't no Lord. And she would get even more exciting and stand on her porch and yell, praise the Lord. And then hard times had set in on the elderly lady. And she had prayed for God to send her some assistance. God had sent her, oh God, listen to this. She stood on the porch and she shouted, praise the Lord God. She said, I'm struggling. I need some assistance. I need some food. I need some groceries. The next morning, the lady went out on her porch and there's a bag of groceries sitting there. And she says, praise the Lord. Thank you, God. And the atheist jumped out from behind a bush. And he says, aha, I told you there ain't no God. I bought them groceries for you. She said, praise the Lord. You gave me groceries and made the devil buy them. Listen, don't be fussy. Don't be fussy about who God uses to provide for you. God used Pharaoh to provide for his people. Don't be fussy. God used Pharaoh to provide for his people. Pharaoh was an evil idolater. He was worshiping statues and all these, all these different gods, and, 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 and God used him. God used him to provide for the Hebrew people. Amen? He used Pharaoh. You cannot put God in a box. Luke 6, 38. Now, I want you to remember this. Everybody, you know what? Let's read this together. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall do what? Into your bosom. Shall men give into your bosom. He says, give, and it will be given unto you. Are y'all following me this morning? Y'all need some more Laura's coffee? Whew. I know I don't. Where are you at, mama? Oh, it's all spun out up here. What is wrong with you? He said, give, and it shall be given unto you. Shall men give into your bosom? Notice that men, different kind of men and women. God says, listen to this. God is going to raise up different men and different women in your life to provide for you. I'm telling you, he does, he does. In 1 Kings chapter 17, he used ravens to feed the prophet Elijah. He used ravens. And the raven, guys, listen, is not supposed to pick up food and deliver it. That's not what ravens do. Ravens' job is to eat food and eat everything that they see. They're ravenous. Hey, that's where they got their word from. Right now. They got ravenous from ravens. Listen. That's what ravens do. They don't pick up food and deliver food. They eat food. They eat everything, right? But he used ravens to provide for the prophet Elijah. They eat anything. But can I tell you, God changed the nature of that bird so it would provide for his people? Did you know that? He changed the very nature of that bird so it would provide for his prophet in a famine. God knows how to take care of you. God knows how to take care of you, and he will supply. God will never let you depend on anyone individually for too long. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know what I'm saying. God will not allow you 
to depend on anyone individually for too long. He won't. He won't. If you get too depending on any particular person, what you do is you circumvent the blessings of God. That's a great spot to shout amen. Because when you depend on any one person for too long, you circumvent the blessings of God. That person is not your source. That person is just the means that God is using because God is what? Your source. So when you get too dependent on any one person for too long, you circumvent the blessings of God. Can I tell you, God is your source. So when people leave your life, when you have business dealings that fall through, when you have things that are happening that you've been counting on, you thought you would have this for the rest of your life. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat. Don't sweat it. You hear me? Because they are not your source. God is your source. God has lots of people, lots of men, lots of women that will give unto your bosom. And I want to start, you claim, claiming this promise? Huh? I want y'all to start claiming this promise. Amen. Say, I claim it. That God will provide for me through the hands of men. Amen. Amen. Thank you. See, when I get up, I go to work today. God is going to prosper me. God is going to bless me. And he's going to cause me to have these connections in my life. Because he is going to put you on track to meet the men and the women in your life that are going to provide for you, that men will give unto your bosom. Amen? I believe that. I believe that. I'm telling you. Not only will God provide and supply your need through the hands of men, but the second way that God provides for you, listen, is through his own hand. God provides for you by his own hand. Amen? By his own hand. After 70 years of being fed by Pharaoh, 70 years, guys, that's a long time. After 70 years of being fed by Pharaoh, the Bible says this in Exodus 1.8. Look at this. Exodus 1.8. Now there arose a new king over Egypt. It was another Pharaoh that had rose up over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Panic time! <laughs> another king arose in Egypt who did not know Joseph. Panic time, guys. Right? Come on, y'all. Panic time. Now I want you to, I want you to see this. I want you to see this right here. For 70 years, Pharaoh took care of Joseph and he took care of his people. For 70 years. And, and, and taking care of Joseph and all the, the entire nation of Israel. Y'all follow me? Listen. But there arose a Pharaoh. Because listen, the, one, the other one had died and there arose another Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. The keys to the kingdom were gone. Amen? He knew not Joseph. Another one came in his place. Listen, Joseph, you're not in the clique anymore. You don't have the keys to all the corn anymore. This is where you learn man is not your source. This is where you learn that man is not your source. After 70 years, oh, we're good. We got this going on. Listen, 
God is your source. And he will sometimes provide for you through the hand of man. And there are times when God himself will supernaturally provide for you. He will provide for you, supernaturally provide for you. Amen? Through his own hand, he will supernaturally provide for you. Listen, suddenly the link was broke. Suddenly he had no inside ability to get to Pharaoh. Joseph had no inside ability to get to Pharaoh. Pharaoh didn't even know him. The king had no idea who he was. And it reminds us that the fact that Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Amen? Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is called forced dependency. This is called forced dependency. This is when you have to get back down on your knees. And you have to remind yourself that man is not your source alone. Amen. You have to get on your knees and you have to remind yourself that man is not your source alone. Come on. God will use men to give to me, but God is from your hand to their hand into my hand. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm coming back to you, Lord. It's time for me to get on my knees and realize my dependency for you, Jesus. I'm coming back to you, God. I'm looking to you. I'm honoring you with everything I have. I'm honoring you with my giving. Amen. Come on. That's a great place for y'all to shout right now. I'm honoring you. You know, we like to get where it's so wonderful and everything's so perfect and everything's just clicking and everything's just flowing in our life and, and the money's flowing, the resources are flowing. Everything's going good. We just want everything, everything happening right now. You know what? We want it and then, it, then, it's, then it's hard for us to pray. Because we got everything. Everything's clicking. Everything's flowing. You just pray lightly because, well, everything's great. You know what I'm talking about? Everything's just flowing. Everything's great. And you're just praying, oh, thank you, God. Thank you. And, 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 and listen, listen. How many of you know that usually when things are like that, we don't pray like we ought to? You know that? How many times have you been on your face when you was really seeking the Lord because you need a breakthrough? Who am I talking to? How many times when you didn't know where it was coming from? You didn't know what, then you was on your face. Amen? You ought to pray like that all the time. You ought to pray like that all the time. Can I tell you, Elijah had it made? Listen, he had a bird feeding him two meals a day. It says in, in, in 1 Kings that he was camped out by the brook. The water was flowing. The birds was feeding him. He didn't have to do nothing. And then the Bible says this in 1 Kings 17, 7. And it happened after a while. Listen. That the brook dried up. You see that? What do you do when your brook dries up? What are you going to do when the resources dry up? What are you going to do when your money source dries up? What are you going to do when the brook dries up? What are you going to do when your business dries up? It drove Elijah back to his source. Amen. Come on. Y'all can do better than that. It drove Elijah back to his source. When your brook dries up, I promise you it's going to drive you back to your source. The brook was not his source. Listen carefully. The brook was his system. The brook was his system. The Lord was his source. Amen. What are you going to do when your brook dries up? Your business is the system, but God is your source.
Amen? I'm saying to you that God himself, listen, then, then, then he said to the prophet, God himself said to the prophet, said, go to the widow woman. I've commanded her. She's down to her very last meal. She doesn't have any hope either. He said, you go to the widow woman. Listen to this. And if she will obey with her last meal, give it and it shall be given unto you. Amen. If she will give and obey with her last meal, right? But if she eats her last meal, then she's going to miss the harvest for the next three and a half years that would sustain her through the entire famine. Are y'all following me? You need to read that. You need to read that. He said, go back to your source. If this woman eats the meal, then she is going to miss the harvest that is going to sustain her for the next three and a half years through the famine. I'm saying to you that if I were the devil, if I were the devil, I would tell people that giving really doesn't matter. Right? That it really doesn't matter because he knows that one offering just one offering from that woman kept her and her son alive through the famine. Just one offering. All she did was offered one meal. And if I was the devil, I would tell you that giving ain't even that important. You know why? Giving, it shall be given unto you. Give that meal and you're going to be sustained for the next three and a half years. Amen? God supernaturally provided. Whew. I want you to see that it's through the hand of God that he gives. Look with me in Exodus. If you got your Bible, I want you to turn to Exodus for me right here. Go to chapter 16, Exodus 16, verse 14, starting in verse 14. I want to read this to you. It says, And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness, the children of Israel were in the wilderness. It says, There on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. Hmm. Look at verse 15. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, excuse me, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. He said, this is the bread. Now I want you to notice a couple of things about this food. The provision that came from the hand of God. I want you to notice this. Listen, God says, I'm going to give it to you. And see, sometimes it's hard to recognize the blessing that God has given you because you just don't see it. Sometimes you don't see the blessing that God's given to you. What is that stuff? What is it? I don't. Sometimes it's easy to miss the blessing that God has for you because you just don't see it. It looks like frost. What is that? It looks, that's not a blessing, that's frost. No, that's bread from heaven. Amen. Sometimes it's easy to miss the blessings that God has for you because you just don't see it. You just don't see it. Whew. Come on. Can I tell you, sometimes God is repositioning you. Amen. He's repositioning you to get you ready for a new miracle. I'm telling you, listen to this. He says, I'm about to give you bread from heaven. And God doesn't give Everybody the same amount. If you keep reading that story, it says if you're from a, a, a home of, of two, you get one loaf of bread. You get one loaf of manna. But if you're from a household of, of six, you get three times that much. Right? Read the story. So he doesn't give each one the same amount. He gives according to their assignment. See, everybody didn't get the same, right? It was according 
to the people that they had in their household. It was according to the people and the importance of the call of the assignment that they had, right? He provided for them according to their assignment. Amen? Look at Philippians 4.19. I want you to see this. It says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And everybody shouts, yay, come on, y'all, yay. No, that's what they do. That's what they do. You read that. And it says, and my God will supply all your, all your needs according to his riches, right? But do you know what that's tied to? Do you know that he's a fair God? Do you know that? Do you know what that's tied to? Listen, in order to understand that, you got to go back to verse 15. Go up to Philippians 4.15. Look at this. It says, now you Philippians. This is who he was talking to. This is who the apostle Paul was talking to. He says, now you Philippians. Right? That made, he made this promise to him. He made that, that my, my God, he made that promise to him. He says, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, he said, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but only you. Listen, he says, for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. He says, and so now I can tell you according to the authority of the word of God, because you helped me take the gospel to the unreached part of the world, to all the earth. He said, I can tell you according to the authority of the word of God, because you helped me, because you gave, and I was able to go spread the gospel that my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. That's what he says. It's tied to them helping him. But we see, oh, you'll supply everything for us. But it's tied to them sending Paul out. Amen? Come on, can we give him a shout of praise? Come on, y'all. God will supply your needs. Amen. Next, listen, God provides for you by your own hand. By your own hand. Look at Joshua 5.12. God provides you, provides for you by your own hand. Listen, it says, Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. We read right over that, guys. Listen, we read right over that, and you read that, and you don't even think anything about it. Amen? That the manna had ceased. You read right over that and you don't think about it. Let me tell you something. For 40 years, God had provided manna from heaven. For 40 years. And just like that, it stops. After 40 years of not having to lift a finger, not having to work, they were being fed manna three times a day. After 40 years, all of a sudden, guess what? God says, as soon as they get into the promised land, you're going to work. Where are my kids at? <laughs> Never had to lift a finger for 40 years. And he says, now that this is done, you ate off the produce of the land, it's done. It's time for you to get up and go to work. You remember last year, uh, uh, last week, I said God put everything in this earth for us that we needed. Y'all remember that? He put coal in there, gold in there, oil in there, all this stuff in there, but he kept it just deep enough away from lazy people. <laughs> Amen. He kept it just deep enough so lazy people couldn't get to it. Come on, y'all. 
soon as they get in the promised land, the man of seas, panic! Whoa! God transitioned them. And he says, sometimes I'll cause men to meet and provide for you. Sometimes I will supernaturally provide for you. He said, I'll cause the IRS. Hey, how many of y'all know that would be supernatural? To cause the IRS to do something, huh? He says, I'll cause the IRS to send you that paycheck that they've been owing you for seven years. And you're going to open up your mailbox and there's going to be a paycheck in there that you didn't even know you had coming. That's supernatural. How many has that ever happened to? Huh? Am I the only one I just preaching to myself right now? Open up the mailbox and there's a check and I'm like, Tara, what'd you do? I said, whoa. He says, sometimes I'll supernaturally provide for you. Men will provide for you. I'll supernaturally provide for you. I might be speaking to somebody right now. Y'all might get home and have a paycheck in your mailbox. Huh? In Jesus' name. I throw that out there to you. Come on. How many of y'all ever had God supernaturally provide for you? Let me see your hand. Come on. How many of you ever had God supernaturally provide for you? Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, supernaturally provide. I mean, like, you don't even have no idea where the money came from. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, you just have no idea where the money came from. I'm done. Okay. And then he said, there's going to be seasons, he says, where I'm going to use your own hand. I'll use the hands of men. We're going to use, you know, supernaturally, I'll provide for you. He said, but there's going to be seasons in your life where you're going to have to use your own hand. The man is going to cease. It's going to be hard work. Amen? You're going to get out. You're going to sow and reap. So you're going to go out and you're going to go to work. You're going to sow and reap. Amen? You're going to get out and get it. You're going to get up and go to work. I'll use your own hand to provide for you. You can't just kick back and expect me to do everything. Right? Come on, y'all. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Woo! God says, I won't do for you what you can do for yourself. I will not do for you what you can do for yourself. Mm. Go help yourself. Go get a job. Get them to do something with your life. Amen? Come on, y'all. If everything's shut down on you, go back to school. Go get a different job. Go do something. I know I get it. I've been there. But sometimes I go, oh, you don't get it. Do whatever you can to better yourself. Listen, I'm going to walk around pick up Coke bottles if I have to. I'll pick up Coke bottles. I Do whatever you can to better yourself and move on and use your own hands. God says you reap what you sow. Amen. Look at Deuteronomy 11, 9 and 10. Look at this. Deuteronomy 11, starting at verse 9. And that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give, you, uh, to give your fathers to them and their descendants. Listen to this. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen, listen. Now this is the strange part. Look at this verse right here. Verse 10. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt. Listen to this. From which you have come where you sowed your seed. Listen and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. What? Let me explain this to you because that's a strange text, right? In Egypt, it says where you watered it by foot, right? So, so in Egypt, the only way that they could irrigate their fields was with a foot pump. They had a foot pump. And they would use this foot pump 
and they would pump water out of the Nile River. And with all these pipes and, and, and stuff like that, they would get just enough water to irrigate their stuff with a foot pump. They were pumping with their pipes and stuff, that, and they would get just enough water. Listen, but God says, I'm taking you out of a land where you have to use foot pumps, squirting a little bit of water out. He said, and I'm taking you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. You missed a great spot to shout right there. He said, I am taking you out of a land where you just get a little squirt. Woo! He said, I'm taking you out of a land where you just get a little squirt. And now you get a flow. Are you following me? The little foot pump, he said, pull that scripture back up for me. Verse 10. It's not going to be like Egypt. No, go back. It's not going to be like Egypt where you sowed your seed and then you watered it by foot. It ain't going to be like that, boys and girls. You're going from a squirt to a flow. Come on, y'all. You're coming off the pump. You're coming off the pump and into the flow. Amen. So he says, number one, I'll provide for you through the hand of man. I'll provide for you supernaturally through the hand of God. He said, I will provide for you through your own hand. And listen to this. God provides for you by your enemy's hands. You're going to have people that don't even like you, that don't even know why the world they're giving you something. I'm just telling you. You watch what I'm telling you. He will provide for you by your enemy's hands. Twelve went into the promised land. And ten of them came back and said, oh, there's so much fruit. The land is flowing with milk and honey. But there's giants. Do you hear me? They went into the promised land, twelve of them, but ten of them came back and said, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. It's perfect. But there's giants. What are we supposed to do? Listen, the giants are too big. The majority of people still see the giants and they say, yeah, but. Yeah, but. Those giants are so big. Look at Numbers 14.9. I want you to read this with me. God says this, only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear the people of land. Everybody read this next part. For they are bread for us. Don't rebel against the Lord. Neither fear the people. Don't worry about them giants. You know why? Because they're bread for us. Whoo! Your enemies are food for us. They're bread for us. He, 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 who is? Your enemies. That's what God said. He said, in other words, he said, I'm going to feed you through the hand of your enemies. They are bread for us. Come on, y'all. You're actually going to reach a point that you feed off the attacks of your enemies. You're going to get to a point in your life, listen to me, that you feed off the haters. They actually encourage you. Amen? You're going to get to the point where the haters are going to keep hating, and you're just going to feed you even more. And you're going to go, I'm telling you, somebody better clap right now. I'm telling you right now. 
satanic attack is actually a sign that you are a high-value target. Do you know what a high-value target is? Our government will put a label on you as a high-value. Osama bin Laden was a high-value target. He had a big bounty on his head, and our military had him listed as the number one high-value target. Satanic attack in your life is nothing but an indication that you are a high-value target. God is, I'm telling you, God has put so much into you that the devil wants to attack you. You're a high-value target. means you have something worth attacking. Amen. The level of attack is going to tell you two things. I'm almost done. glory hound back here. <laughs> Listen, the level of attack is going to tell you two things, guys. Listen, it's going to tell you two things. It's going to tell you, number one, how valuable you are to God in your assignment. And then it's going to tell you the level of blessing that you're going to receive when you come out of this attack. I'm telling you, that's what the attack is all about. It's telling you the value that you are in the assignment that God has given you. And the attack is going to tell you the level of blessing that you are going to receive when you come out of that attack victorious. Amen? I'm telling you. That's what it means. You're going to come out of the other side, willing and obedient, steadfast and unmovable. Come on, y'all. Never quit. Never give up. God will bless you, and God will provide for you. Amen? God can use anybody. I'm just telling you. God can use anybody. He can speak through a donkey, a rooster, a hillbilly. I'm telling you, God will use anybody. God can, he can use anybody, anywhere, anytime, any way to meet your needs. God will use anybody. Anytime, anywhere, any way to meet your needs. Amen. So I want to end with a couple of scriptures. Look at 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. I want you to catch this. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed that you hold on to and put in your pocket. That he supplies and multiplies the seed that you have sown, not that you keep and put in your pocket. Y'all didn't even catch that. I just, they're reading it like, what did he say? Did he say put it in your pocket? Y'all didn't even. He takes and multiplies the seed that is sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. You either believe this stuff or you don't. Amen. I believe this to my bones. You know why? Because I've experienced it. I'm telling you, he supplies seed to the, can, can we give God a praise? Can we give him a hand clap right now? Just do better than that for me. One more time. Come on. I'm telling you right now. Can we thank him for the truth of his word? That's what I want to tell you. Can we thank him for the truth of his word? Listen, say this with me. He multiplies seed that is sown. He gives seed to the sowers. That's what he said. He said he gives seed to the sowers, the ones who are sowing the seed. 
he will keep giving you seed if you're sowing it. He multiplies. He's giving you bread for food, and then he multiplies it. You see that? He gives seed. To, am I a sower? Ask yourself that. Am I a sower? Have I given anything that God can multiply? Because look at this in Corinthians. Look at, look at, look at 9, 6. Look at saying, he says, because whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully. You see, he supplies seed to the sower. And if you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. Amen? He gives seed to the sower. I believe this to my heart, man. I'm telling y'all right now. It's what he does. I don't know about you, but I believe that God has a system whereby all, I'm telling you right now, listen, God has a system where all, all, by all the needs of your life, all the needs of his kingdom are going to be met, and we just talked about it. Amen? We just talked about it. When you're willing to obey the word of God in this area, God says, I'll provide for you through the hands of men. He said, I will provide for you through my hands. God says, I will provide for you through your hands. And he says, I will even provide for you through your enemy's hands. Come on. He said, I will even call your enemies to be bread for you. And then I will prepare a table before you. Ooh, a banquet, a banquet in the presence of your enemies. Amen. I will call your enemies to be bread for you, and then I will, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of them, and then you're going to have people that's going to be coming to that table that don't even like, they're going to be like, here, here, I don't even, just take it, there, don't even want, don't even know why they're going to be blessing you, but that's what he'll do, because he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, amen, come on, hallelujah. Will y'all stand to your feet with me in this room? Come on. I told you I was about done. Stand to your feet with me. Nobody moving. Nobody leaving yet. Give me, give me 17 more minutes. Okay, give me two more minutes then. Let's do that. Just give me two more minutes. Will you praise God with me right here, right now? Can we do that? Thank you, Jesus. That you are our source. Everything else is just a system. But God, you're our source. This is good news. Some of you are stressed out about your finances. You're beat up by the enemy. The devil told you that God doesn't love you. God doesn't care about you. What a liar. The devil's a liar. Woo! Come on, y'all. He cares about everything. Everything concerning you. If he's got the number of hairs numbered on your head, let me tell you something. He cares about you. He cares about where you live. He cares about what you drive. He cares about what you're wearing. He cares about where you're going. Amen? The number of hairs on your head. He knows. He cares. So can we give God the best praise and worship he's heard all day right now? Can we do that? Come on. Come on.